Revelation chapter 11 and verse number 15. The Bible says, and the seventh angel sounded and there were great voices in heaven saying, listen to this, the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. And he shall reign forever and ever. Seventh Trump opened up more judgment and things of that nature. But something interesting happened. There was a pronouncing over the world that you and I dwell in, over the earth. And all these voices in heaven, they began to cry. The seventh angel sounded that seventh trumpet, which opened up more bowls of judgment, if you will. And there was a great voices, great voices in heaven. And they said the kingdoms of this world, of America, China, Russia, the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord, capital L, and of his Christ. And he shall reign how long, church? Forever and ever. I want to open up a new series today called The Kingdom. I want to talk about the kingdom, but today more specifically, and you'll hear it over the next few weeks as well, we're going to talk about God's systems. God's systems. What are God's systems? And I'll start this message off by saying that you and I only have a physical address in the natural world, but we reside in the kingdom. You and I have an address wherever you're from. You live in Davidson, Waxhaw, Charlotte. You have an address in this natural world, but you live in the kingdom. You live in the supernatural. You live in another place that is not seen by everybody. The kingdoms of this world are governed by a system. They are governed by a system of economics. The Lord say the same. Next week, I'll talk about God's economic system as we get ready to sow big. Amen. But this world is governed by a system of government, a system of economics. And as you can see in the stock market, how many of you know the world's economics is not doing quite well? Yes, things are crashing. Things are going on. Those are just signs and symptoms or more to come. If you think we are through the recovery, you got something else coming. We are not through any recovery. This world is failing fast. This world is not only on a financial system. They're on a health care system that doesn't work. It's a system, but it doesn't work. And I'm not here to bash anybody today, but I'm just being honest with you. Obamacare, it just doesn't work. The, the, the system before him didn't work. It's not even about him. It just doesn't work. You can get all kinds of extra types of care, urgent care, so more folk won't go to the emergency room. You can do all those logistical things, but they just don't work because they are in a fallen world. The world has a healthcare system. The world has a financial system. The world has an educational system that doesn't work. Now, I'm teaching, but I'm right. Let me tell you something. You can go, and please do, because there's going to be a balance to everything I say. Go get all the degrees you can. Praise the Lord. But there are 300 other people with the same degree, just as unemployed, and have been, because they trust this system. You can get two masters 
and be unemployed trusting this system. My question for you today, healthcare, financial, educational, when are you going to come into God's system? God's system. <laughs> the world system will make you work your butt off. God says there remains a rest. The world system will have you working three jobs. God says, give and it shall be given unto you. Are you in here? The world system will have you seeing four different specialists for that growth on your side. God says, lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Now, which system do you want to live in? You want to pay all the co-pays? Work the world system. Doctors have their place, but you want to work the world system. But they go bankrupt at a place. Because the Bible says Asa died because he put more confidence in the doctors than he did God. Read the Old Testament. King Asa, he had a foot condition. And the word literally says it. He trusted the world's medical system more than he trusted God, and he died. Those are just examples of systems. The world has a system of entertainment. I mean, you can stay up and watch the new telecast, Lucifer, <laughs> and be indoctrinated and possessed with the foolishness from your television. Amen. Or you can turn that mess off, watch some legitimate entertainment. How about read your Bible at least five times a week? Listen to some preaching. Come on. And work God's system. Amen. God has a system. The world has a system. Which system do you want to be in? Jesus said it in the, Old, in the New Testament, and I'm not taking all these scriptures, but research it for yourself. He said, my kingdoms are not of this world. And then he said about you and I that you are in this world, but not what? Of this world. So he gave you two hints. He said, I want you to function here. I want you to eat here, feed your natural body. But Candace, I want you to live, to thrive in the supernatural. And it's not until a believer starts living in the supernatural that they actually start experiencing victory on the level that God wants them to experience. Because if you ever get in the supernatural, you'll start getting jobs you didn't apply for. You ever get in the supernatural, you'll start walking in houses, come on, that somebody else just happened to decide they didn't want to buy. No one else will buy the house. They'll cut the price so low, make it fit your budget. You're in a neighborhood. I think I got some help over here, the Martins. You're in a neighborhood that just don't make sense because you are in God's system. Effort didn't do that. God will take the interest rate down to one and a half percent the day you need to qualify. I don't care what Janet Yellen says. And next week is back up to five. And you got through underwriting. You're in. Come on. And didn't the Bible say it? You'd walk in houses that you did not build. You'll eat from vineyards that you didn't plant. Oh my God, and the wealth of the wicked is still laid up for the just. I don't mean to be cliche-ish, but if you ever get in the spirit, it's somebody wicked living in your house right now, and they're going to have to move, baby, because by faith, come on somebody, everything that God says is yours belongs to you. 
But if you're going to get there, you've got to work God's system. Now, this was the seventh trumpet, if you will. And you have to study Revelation because it released the seven bowls of judgment during the tribulation. However, God still announced, despite the fact, Glenn, that everybody else in the world was going to go through judgment on them for the believers, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our God. Y'all, every other business can fold, mine won't. Think fold. I'm not folding. In fact, I'm highly profitable. Every other church, my God, they can try to find, and I, I've been hearing stuff these days and I'm not going to talk about, but they're trying to find all kinds of mechanisms to finance God's church now. But our offerings are going to go up. And you know what's awesome about that? Everybody else can be going through. They unemployed. But now if you're in the kingdom, I think our church is called Kingdom Christian Church. If, if, if you're somewhere in the kingdom, things in your life are going to be working because the Bible says they that be planted in the house shall flourish. Now, if you want to go to the house where they preach all kinds of perversion, the, the, the pastor wants to sleep with his secretary, don't want to go home with his wife at night, uh-oh, if you, if you want to go to the church where they mess over some money every now and again, if you want to go to that place where there's all kinds of foolishness going on, this message does not apply to you. But I'm talking to somebody who's in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ who understands that everything we do this year will be highly successful. Because I live, Terry, in the kingdom. Man, I'm not a high five preacher, but slap your neighbor high five, have some fun. And if you're being honest, tell them I live in the kingdom, baby. I got everything I need. I got everything I'm going to need because God goes before me. He makes crooked places straight, rough places smooth. I'm going to eat every day. I'm going to walk in abundance because he came that I might have life and have it. Because I'm in the kingdom. No, it's not just money. My, my marriage is going to be happy. Because I live in the kingdom. No, we don't have a sword in our house. We live in the kingdom. Come on, somebody. Come on. If it's 10 men in here, you still like giving your wife a kiss. Go on and shout hallelujah. No, that's right. We live in the kingdom. Some young person in here is going to say everybody else is, is, is playing Grand Theft Auto. And all kinds of wicked video games, but not me. See, I preach the young and the old. I don't need Call of Duty. I live in the, I live in the kingdom. So I don't even play video games like the world. Now, I play video games because I'm a kid. And I like video games. I just don't play mature video games. Because I live in the kingdom. Everybody say, I'm going to work God's system. So even in today's world, Jesus, if you will, is not on the throne yet. And you have time, read Isaiah 11. He doesn't, he's not on the throne sitting in Israel on David's throne as he will during the millennial reign. Jesus is going to come back in the natural. He's going to be a man just like you and I, and he is going to sit on the throne. And we're going to worship him and we're going to work for him. But he's not sitting there yet. However, he has since the beginning of time, Genesis 1, 28, 29, read it on your free time. He has given man dominion over the earth. Let me tell you something about God. We blame a lot of stuff on God that has nothing to do with him. 
We blame death rates, murder rates. We, we blame hunger, world hunger. We blame poverty in our community. Y'all, we on the west side of Charlotte. You ever took a drive? We, we blame all that stuff on, well, God just did. No, 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 no. God is saying to his church, you got to bind that stuff. Because I'm not a man in the earth realm. You are. And you have to give God jurisdiction over your region. If you don't proclaim his name in your section of the city, in your house, he cannot come and take dominion. Say whatever you want. Satan has that authority because the world is fallen. Now, Jesus rose from the dead, but when he rose from the dead, stay with me. I told you you're going to have to be in the spirit today. When he rose from the dead, he put his Holy Ghost in you and I, and he told us whatever you bind on earth would have been bound in heaven. Come on, somebody. And whatever you lose on earth will be loose in heaven. So stop blaming stuff on me. You go ahead and get some power and kick the devil out of your house, kick him out of your community, kick him out of everything that he has possessed because my power is on the inside of you. Let me see if I can say it this way. Greater is he that is within me that is than he that's in the but in order to overcome the world, you got to tap in. Luke 17 and 21, he said, the kingdom doesn't come with observation. For the kingdom is in you. How, how, how do we give birth to greatness? I don't say this in a haughty or arrogant way, but you better hear it appropriately. KCC was in here before it was ever here. The melodious singing praise team was in here before I knew any of them personally. I didn't know Cassie before this church started. I didn't know Jonathan. But somewhere in here, they existed. And you've got to bring forth by faith. Now, Melvin, Glenn, Stephanie, and the others, Lori, Anthony, when we were in here and there were 15 people, you still had to see five years from now. <laughs> when the pastor would have to play, preach, and sing. Get on the keyboard a little while. Get up, do the morning prayer and the message. No, no, no. Well, you had to see five years from now. Now, church, if we're going to proclaim the kingdom even the more, you've got to start thinking bigger than where you are. Because God ain't stopping here. Some metal chairs and come on, y'all. I'm thankful for it, but this is not the lid on God. And it's not just the church. You ought to proclaim that in your own home. This is not the lid for us. And I'm not just talking about a bigger house. I'm talking about more peace, more joy. Come on, more prosperity in your soul. God's got greater. Anybody believe that in here? God's got something on his mind that's bigger than where I am right now. Somebody shout hallelujah. Because you live in the kingdom. Since the days of Genesis, we had dominion. Adam messed it up. Here came Abraham. Then came Jesus, more importantly, the second Adam, and brought back redemption. But authority simply means the power to get things done. So you and I have jurisdiction, and we have authority, and it is our prophetic destiny as the church to take authority over regions, over spaces, over this time. Y'all, the government, come on, go with me to Isaiah chapter 9. 
God's already taken me in a different way. The government is not on the shoulders of Washington, D.C. The government for carnal folks is on their shoulders. I just read a post not long ago where they talked about how certain government disbursements are going to cease. They're not going to be giving them out anymore. Well, now, for somebody with whom is in that system, they're in trouble. If, if you're in a system where you depend on the government to eat every day, you depend on the government for your health care, well, you're going to be in trouble on this, on this new wave. Because they're going to cut that stuff off. But this is a good time for us to get in God's system. And for the record, this is not a Christmas scripture. <laughs> Come with me to Isaiah 9, verse number 6. It says, for unto us a what is born? Child. Somebody say Jesus. Jesus. Unto us a son is given. But you got to keep reading. And the what? The what, church? The government shall be where? On his shoulder. Y'all, this government means the government of kingdoms. Then it talks about his name called Wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace, Mighty God, all those wonderful components of who God is, who Jesus rather is. But understand now that his authority, the authority rather of all these worlds, Revelations 11 and 15, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our God. The government of every society, if believers in those society operate in power, is not only on Jesus' shoulder or in his possession, they become in our possession. Let me tell you something. The church was never, never supposed to look to government to make it. Never. This is why you don't see us working a grant system at this church. We were never supposed to depend upon the government of North Carolina as to whether or not we can keep a young men's boys program open. Never. You're not supposed to be contingent upon them in your house. You are supposed to be able to call into existence everything you need to get it done by faith. Because that's the only way you can operate in the kingdom is by faith. Because we don't look at the things that are seen because the things that are seen are temporal. But we look at the things that are unseen because they are eternal. Everything that happens good in the life of a believer is supposed to occur not by their credentials and go get it. I have them. That's how you work this world system. But that is not how you work the ultimate system. It is supposed to happen by your faith in God's ability to do for you what you cannot do for yourself. The world system is designed to keep you trapped. Our college students, they go away to college and oh my God, they get a degree and then they get the sad reality that the new job they just got, the degree bill that they now have to pay, the tuition bill that they now have to pay, the student loan bill that they now have to pay will take them another 30 years at a minimum with a payment plan. They've been trapped by the world system. But if the church had power and authority, every student in your church could go to college free. Oh, I'm saying stuff that we're going to do. And they wouldn't go free because of some magical occurrence. No, God's church would be so stocked 
God's church will have so much of what it needs that they can say, uh oh, wait a minute, it's Nehemiah's turn to go to college? Okay, I tell you what, the church happens to have $50,000 in scholarship money that will pay his total tuition. Tell the college foundation to keep their loan. I wish I had some visionaries in here this morning. That's where God's church is supposed to be. And as I was studying this week, God just yoked me up and he just reminded me, Gabe, the church of today is not functioning like I wanted it to. We're not supposed to beg for a few dollars, beg to get something done. Somebody need a procedure. They got to wonder whether or not they can do it based off of some crazy health benefits that has a $10,000 deductible. That's the world system. Then they go to collections. And when they go to collections, their credit score is a 430. Then they can't get out of the projects because after all, nobody's going to give them a temporary loan. Can't even buy a car. That's the world system. Come with me to Daniel chapter 2, verse 44. And I'm telling you this morning, you can stay on the world system, baby. If you are satisfied with this world's crazy system, then you can put that little finger up right now, whatever it means, and go home and watch the Panther pregame show. But I'm telling you right now, if you're ready to cancel the world system out of your life and understand that you live in the kingdom, come on and chime in with where we're going. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Look at Daniel chapter 2, verse 44, and I really want you to get the word behind what I'm saying because I'm not one of those spooky preachers. I want you to really get it. You can understand it. The Bible says, and in these days, the kings shall... Of, uh, excuse me, and in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a what church? Man, we can't even move fast through that. The God of heaven shall set up a what church? But what did he say about this kingdom? King James Version, which shall never, never be destroyed, but it shall break into pieces and consume all of these kingdoms, and how long will the kingdom of God stand for? Bet you never read that passage. This was Daniel prophesying about the end times, some of which we live in now and some of which is going to happen in tribulation. He said in those days, God, Revelations 11 and 5, as we just read it, would set up a kingdom, and this kingdom would usurp every other kingdom for the people who work it. And I'm going to show you over the course of the next few weeks, if you hang in there with me, how to work every one of God's systems. I'm going to show you how to work God's system to walk in supernatural health all the days of your life. It's one thing to be healed, and God will heal you. But what's best for you is to never be sick. Never. It's, it's one thing for God to make you debt free, and this is real good for my young people because some of us are already in debt, but it's another thing to never be in debt a day in your life because you work God's system. 
It, oh, this is a good one, working God's system of righteousness. It's one thing for you to recover because, you know, you used to live a, a lascivious lifestyle. Praise the Lord. How many you know he's a forgiver? And that's what mercy and grace and all those wonderful things are there for. But let me say it again to my young people. It's a whole better system to work to be a virgin when you get married so you don't have to worry about doing a test date. Now, that's God's way. Now, you got God's way and you got man's way. Now, you have to make up in your mind that I want to do everything God's way. Somebody say God's system. Come with me to Daniel chapter 7. Come on, we go on scripture surfing. Is this blessing anybody? Daniel chapter 7, verse number 25. I'm just teaching today. I got some good points for you. Because in order for you to understand God's system, you got to understand whose system is working against it. And it's working against it, Glenn, but it doesn't have power. The only reason why Satan, the Antichrist, has authority, because you do know, read 1 John, the spirit of the Antichrist is already loose. Amen. It's already loose. The Antichrist will be a real man in tribulation, but the spirit is already loose according to Scripture. What God wants us to understand, though, is the only reason why that spirit can conquer is because we are in ignorance and we allow him to. Whenever you go and you take a doctor's word on something over God's word. And notice I didn't say don't go to the doctor. Satan didn't give us medical science. He didn't want you to have penicillin that could knock a condition out right away. All right. God gave somebody wisdom to know how to give you something to kill a bacteria. Praise the Lord. But whenever you take a doctor's word, I'm talking about in those situations where there really is no cure, and you let that doctor surf you over 18 months of different trials. We're going to administer a trial. It hadn't been proven yet, but we're doing a trial. Do you want to be in this research study? You can get your medicine for free. And nothing in you erupts and says, wait a minute. Before I become a guinea pig, how about I call on the elders of the church, like James said, let them anoint with oil, pray the prayer of faith, and why don't I just call the doctor back and tell him to cancel my appointment? Because I got healed at church. But the devil doesn't want you to believe in it. He don't want you to work God's system. Come with me to Daniel chapter 7, verse 25. I'm telling you now, this is a CD you got to own. Because you can't even get everything while I'm saying it. It's too much. Daniel chapter 7, verse number 25. This is the Antichrist he's referring to. First of all, in verse 24, he talks about the ten horns, the ten governments, the ten kingdoms. Russia, China, the list goes on and on. One day I'll, I'll describe the Western kingdom. They're all in verse number 24. But then in verse number 25, after he dupes them in verse 24 because he subdues three of the kings. Messes them up, takes over their nation, like he's duping America right now, making us leave everything godly. We used to know, in God we trust, now we don't want that on the court. <laughs> Duped America. We used to have morals, now you can't go to the movies without the bad granddaddy coming out, or just everything immoral. It, it, nothing can just be normal. Now when did grandfathers become bad? I mean, come on, y'all. You want, to, you want to take your kids to watch a movie about a teddy bear, don't take them to see Ted. You turn, you look at the preview, you're thinking, wow, okay, we take the kids to that. Uh-oh, the cursing teddy bear. 
Antichrist, just duping you out of everything that was pure. Christian sleeps with a teddy bear. I'm, I'm starting to think maybe I ought to... Come on! Saying just dupe you out of a good marriage make you think that something else is better. When you leave your wife for that lady, let me tell you something, she has morning breath too. I know the grass was greener on us, but buddy, she will take her makeup off too. And she does go to the bathroom. All of them do. You didn't marry God. Go home and work your marriage. Go home and work what God gave you. Go home and make it better. Why get used to something else and go to hell in the process? Satan just duping us. Just make us buy into everything stupid. Just dumb stuff. You gonna sign your boy up for a Boy Scout troop with a gay Boy Scout leader. Just duping you. Just duping you. You're going to put him in front of a man that don't even know how to sit in a chair like a man. So that as he's grown, oh, I lost my amens. But I'm not sorry. As he grows up, he doesn't cross his leg like this. He crosses his legs just like the females do because you have been duped. Sign your girls up for a Girl Scout program that is so liberal in their disposition instead of taking them to a godly church and putting them in a youth ministry where they can learn something moral you've been duped <laughs> you've been duped and that's what the antichrist did in verse number 24 he subdued the kings like he's doing America right now and look at verse number 25 he thought he was something. Read it out of the Amplified. It says, and he shall speak words against the most high God. Don't you know midway through the tribulation period, he's going to go in Jerusalem, go in the temple and desecrate it? He's going to say, I'm God. Y'all going to worship me. The first three and a half years, he's going to dupe people, make them think he's a nice guy. But then he's going to sit on David's throne and he's going to tear the kingdom up, tear Jerusalem up. The Bible says it so. Tribulation will be awful. Somebody say, make the rapture. And he will sit up there and he will speak words against the Most High God. I wish you read your Bible and shall wear out the saints. Did y'all see that? Anybody feel that these days? Pressure? Stress? Wearing you out trying to get you to give up on what you know is right, of the Most High God, and to think to change the time and the law. Uh-oh, I don't even have time for that. Anybody seen some laws change lately? Anybody hear about the Supreme Court deciding that homosexuality was right last year, even though it's not even within their power to do so? Despite what all the people voted, they then come down and decide, who cares what you voted? This is what we say, Antichrist. Well, who picked them? The president. Yeah, the black man in office that you voted for two terms in a row. He picked them. <laughs> the liberal, he picked them. 
<laughs> oh, you're at Kingdom Christian Church today. <laughs> you want to hear a spineless message? Some of my colleagues are just hooping right now. Go join them. I'm not hooping today. He picked them. Oh, yeah. And they'll wear out the saints and keep on going. They'll change laws and they shall be given into his hand until a time and T times divided by three. That's until three and a half years. Amen. That's what that means. But the judgment shall sit and they, somebody say, that's us. They shall take away his dominion to consume and to destroy it unto the end. Don't stop reading verse 27. And the kingdom and the dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heavens shall be given to the people of the saints of the most high God. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and all the dominions shall serve and obey him. Who's the kingdom going to be given to? Us. Who's the kingdom supposed to be given to right now? You and I. You are supposed to be Joshua right now. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Everybody else can do whatever they want. But in here, in this domain, yup, in this church, but don't just make it about this church, in your house. And you know what that means? It's not just standing against sin, although it is. It means you are in dominion in terms of prosperity. Everybody else can dry up, not you. Everybody else can get laid off and be worried about what's going to happen. You get laid off, you understand promotion. You understand what bridges are in the kingdom. You start smiling and getting happy about the new door that's right around the corner. Because you know if God brought you to it, he'll bring you through it. dominion. I got to move faster. We will rule. Go to 1 John 3 and verse 8. Come on. Come on. Come on. Let's Bible serve. Gabe, get as much in them as you can. You know what I feel like? I feel like a depositor just making deposits. I want you to have so much in you. Get you kingdom ready. I'm just breaking the ice today. But you and I are made manifest just like our elder brother Jesus to destroy the wicked works of the devil on every platform. You are supposed to make this world cringe when they see you coming. They see you coming. They're not supposed to be able to explain you. Where did he come from? That's what happened in this city last year, and I boast only in the Lord. But when they were trying to pass that wicked law, you know what messed the city up? A black man spoke up with credentials who could come against folk who were just as educated as he was. They said, who is this? Where did he come from? All the people with PhDs who want to say, well, it's just natural. They're just born that way. Wait a minute. I'm, I got one. Can I sit at the table too? I got one. Let's talk about the mental health of homosexuality. I love that topic. Sure, we were all born in shape and in iniquity, but I got some research to back up what I'm saying. Let's talk about the domestic violence that's in that community. Let's talk about the surgeries that's needed. Let's all y'all getting upset with your young preacher. Let's talk about the devastation that happens in that community that never makes it to the news. 
kingdoms of this world. Having come to kingdoms of God, you make people have to go back and regroup. Because we know if we're going to try to pass a law where men can go in women's bathroom, we know that that black man over there on the west side. Now, y'all know he coming to the doggone it. You know he coming to the men. We could kind of handle the other guys, but that, you know what they really want to call me. I be wanting them to call me that sometime, but just say it. That's how you feel. Go on and say it. I'm not going to hit you because that's what you want me to do. But I'm not mad. I'm just right. That's all I'm just right. And I'm not going to sit up and let in the city where I live, my daughter have to decide whether or not she's got to hold her urine or go in a restroom with a man who might be in the same stall. You don't have to say amen, but everybody righteous in this church, go on and give the devil a black eye and give God a hallelujah praise. For this purpose, Melvin. Rosemary, Tony, we were made manifest. Look at 1 John chapter 3, verse number 8. He that committed sin is of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. That's not where we want to hone in, though. For this purpose, the Son of God was made manifest, that he might do what? Destroy the works of the devil. You know how that fits your teaching today? That he might destroy the kingdoms of this world. And he said that you, too, will tread upon serpents. I'll give you power. These works will you do, Dominique, and greater. I'll give you authority. You don't have to be afraid of anything. You can tread. You don't have to have a lack of confidence. It's not always about overcoming moral sins. Sometimes it's about just getting over self-esteem, getting over your own deficits. The devil is a liar. I can do all things. All things through Christ that strengthens me. This is the victory that overcometh this world, even our faith. I wish I was preaching to a church this morning. So you're overcoming the kingdoms of this world. You got authority. Layoff don't mean nothing to you. Because you work in God's kingdom. And you have been working it. So you ought to be one of those people who understand. Now, wait, 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 wait. I've been a tither all my life. Let me do it. Let me do a review here. I've been a tither all my life. I have sown. Oh, yep. I remember Super C last year. Yep. Sure did. Yep. I gave. Oh, yeah. It was not one. Oh, yeah. I was a giver. You mean to tell me I got laid off? Well, let me see what Brother David had to say about it. I never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed beg for any bread. Ain't no believer supposed to be begging for a thing. Ain't no believer supposed to be saying, please, 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 please let me work. Please, the devil is a liar. We are here to take over. I don't have to ask permission of the devil. It belongs to me. I wish I had some buoyant people in here. So how then, pastor, how then? Because you and I have the task to set the kingdom up. That's your task. By taking dominion. Here it is. How do we take dominion over this world and over your life? How do you do it? I'm going to give you some points. Number one, you have to have a love for the word. Come with me to Matthew chapter 11. You're not going to live in the kingdom and know three scriptures. I don't even mean no harm. 
We've been giving people a pass in the church. Even our youth, they can quote everything that dumb crazy rappers say and can't tell you what the 23rd Psalm says in the first verse. Even the world knows the Lord is my shepherd. People ain't never came to church to know the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. They quote it at funerals. Youth don't know two Bible verses. Well, they don't know it because you don't make them come to church. They can come when they want. They don't have to go to youth ministry. Mm -mm, they don't need it. Your kids are different. They're going to be all right in a Beyonce society. They're going to be just fine. So they don't need it. Okay? But what God is saying to us this morning, he's saying we've got to fall in love with the word. We're supposed to jam-pack the church out so often when the word is being taught. Man, you're supposed to say to yourself, wait a minute, it's Wednesday, let me prepare for Thursday. Man, ain't nothing stopping me. Are you crazy? You Look, this is how you do it, and you do it politely, but you say to your boss, ma'am, sir, if with your permission now, it's a new year. I just want to make sure we still have our agreement. I'll work overtime every other day, but Thursday, you've got to let me out of here by 530 because i got to give the kids dinner, and I cannot miss the word. I've got to be there. I'm a word fiend. And let me tell you why that's important. Because the Muslim can wear their head wrap. They can get all the time they need for Ramadan. What's wrong with the believer saying, I got a ritual I celebrate 52 times a year called Bible study. Don't interrupt it. I got a legal right. Am I right? I got a legal right to study my Bible as long as everybody else can do what they're doing at work. Don't tell me to put my Bible away. Come with me now. I'm trying to help you this morning. Matthew chapter 11. You got to love the word. And this is not just cliches. Look at verse number 12 because it's been misinterpreted, but I'm going to bring balance to it. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth what? Violence. And what did the violent do? Take it by force. Now, traditionally, we have meant that, and it's not all the way wrong, but the real translation of this, I'm going to break down for you. We've meant that to mean just that it's about going to get people and bringing them into the kingdom. All right? And that's Matthew 11, chapter 12. All right? But it's not just that. That's a part of the story. Hear what Barnes says, great commentator. He says, our Savior here simply states a fact. He says there was a great rush or a crowd pressing to hear John. Multitudes went out to hear him as if they were about to take the kingdom of heaven by force. You know what this passage means? Since the days of John the Baptist, thousands of people would show up to hear him preach so that they could understand the kingdom so that they could work its system. That since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of heaven suffered violent and the violent people who were so on fire about kingdom teachings all but took John by force and said, give me more. Preach to me. What else you got to say? Not Golden Corral closes at. Not it's 1215 and we're supposed to get out by. Feed me till I want no more. Let me over full. No, make sure you finish the last two points. I need all three points. If you don't finish all three points, I'm going to be upset this week. Finish all the points for God's sake. 
I don't care if the clock is out. I love the word. I could care less that the Panthers are playing today. As much as I love them, play on, my brothers. I love the word. Kingdom of Heaven suffered violence. My favorite team was playing last night. And for the record, I want the Panthers to win the Super Bowl this year. I'm standing for them in faith. You all know I like the Patriots. But they were playing last night, and I was in Bible study before I went to preach for the, the Panthers. And, you know, God, you know, he didn't have to tell me nothing. I did, my own self-will said, man, turn that TV off. Crack open your Bible, bro. Look at the highlights. Who cares? Since the days of John the Baptist to the days of now, we love the word more than we love any entertainment. That's what that scripture means. We are converging. I want to see a Bible study one time this year, and I hope to see it more than once, where I can get every soul in this church sitting in the harvest. I'd love to see that happen. I'd love to see it happen. Sure, there are work schedules. I understand that. And, and somebody here has got a pure heart and you can't make it. And I really get that. You can't always break the rules. Don't get me wrong. But God is saying, if you prioritize me, if you prioritize my word, you will learn the kingdom. What did Jesus preach all day long, church? The kingdom. These people were on fire to get to church because they knew the incentives of church and the word. There are incentives of church and the word. There are incentives of hearing from your man of God two, three times a week and going back to the now the second point and applying for what you heard. What's the second way I'm going to take uh, dominion in the earth realm? A love for application. Come with me to James 1. A love for application. See, the devil is not afraid of anybody who goes to church. I got to give you that newsflash. People go to church all the time and consistently lose. That don't bother. The devil ain't mad that you're here today. You read your Bible, the Bible says that some fell on stony ground. The sower sold the word, but some fell on. The devil is not necessarily threatened by a church experience because he knows that most people go to church and their church is just a religious portion of their life, but they don't do nothing with it. He knows they're going to have a notebook full of notes that never get applied. He know they're going to hear messages on healing and never get healed because they'll never take a risk in believing God that he'll heal. Them. He know they'll hear messages on sowing and reaping and never sow. So they'll still stay in the same financial bracket. He knows they'll hear other kinds of messages and they'll never conquer it because where Satan gets people is not in what they heard. It's in what they do. Come with me to James. Come on. James chapter one. You got to have a love for application. God gave me this earlier this week, and I know it will bless you. Listen to what James chapter 1. Come on, we are word church. James chapter 1, verse 22. Gotta love the things of God. Love the things of God. All right, look at verse 21 first. He says, first of all, lay aside all filthiness, superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the what kind of word? Engrafted word, which has the ability to save your soul. The engrafted word, which has the ability. What is the engrafted word? It is the implanted word that's rooted in your heart. There's a difference between a seed and one that's planted and rooted. That mustard seed is as powerful as its soil that it's planted in. You could have a good seed. The word is good seed. And if it's not planted in good soil, it don't mean a hill of beans. Plant some seed on this concrete, these tiles. And, and, and come back in two years and see if they've grown. 
they mean nothing. Because the soil determines what happens to the seed, not the seed. The seed goes out. We've heard enough teaching and preaching. If you be honest, not just at KCC, in the course of your life, you've heard enough people preach the unadulterated word of God to have at this stage own Australia. I'm serious, y'all. To have taken territories. You've heard enough word on prospering and doing well to by this time in your life to have owned a skyscraper uptown. But it's what we do. It's the application or not. It's whether or not we take the word and do something with it. He said it's the engrafted word that does what? Saves our soul. Verse number 22. I'm almost done, Tina. But be ye what of the word? Do ye what of the word? Doers and not just hearers. Because who are you deceiving when you do that? I didn't bother anybody else. I'm only deceiving myself. I'm not getting any victory. It's only me that I'm deceiving if I lift my hands to worship God, but there's no application of what I get. See, and I'm not being mean, y'all, but listen, Satan doesn't want you to win. But for this purpose, Jesus was manifested to destroy his works. I got 11 minutes. And if he's to destroy them, did you know you can destroy them? Man. Go home. You got a son with behavioral problems? Manifest the kingdom. Yup, spank him. Yup. Then pray for him. And then love him. Sit on the corner of the bed with him and tell him why you did it. And don't hit him with an iron cord for the record. Paddle on the back. But manifest the kingdom. If you're single, how about this year? Manifest the kingdom. Let, th let this be the year that you just don't text nobody that's not in the kingdom. That ought to be your litmus test. Is he in the kingdom? Uh, no, I just don't, I don't mess with people. <laughs> not only, only time, now, yep, Jesus did eat with sin. You're right. Not only time I go eat with sin, I'm trying to get somebody saved. But that's when they, they don't want Jesus, that's the end of the lunch. Lunch is over now. I ate with you, I took you to lunch because I was trying to get you born again, but I ain't getting ready to sit up here and talk about sleeping with somebody else's husband now. Now, I just, I just ain't talking about that. I just, boy, I'm going to give these four people on the front row $100 each because I declare they are the only ones that still want to say amen when I got 10 minutes left. Somebody say amen. The righteous are as bold as a lion, church. What's wrong with us? We ought to be on fire for the kingdom. I just read you the scripture. Since the days of John the Baptist, the people said, give me more. If you stop preaching, we'll break your arm. Get back up there and preach, John. The kingdom suffereth. And violent, take it. I want to hear a word. You ever gone somewhere and, and, and you said, well, Lord Jesus, is anybody else open today? I mean, I love pastor and all, but he could have left that guest, you know. He just didn't do much for me. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. Oh, this is a better one. You go home for Thanksgiving break and you got to miss a Sunday? you at the church of the trolls and frozen? Because you got to support mom and them. 
And in your mind, you say, Lord, I just, I wonder, okay, they got to be singing Toda right now. It's a sacrifice of praise. This is a sacrifice to be here. It's a sacrifice. Preach on, preacher. I know you ain't saying nothing, but go on now. Preach. I don't know what you're talking about today, but preach, sir. Preach. <laughs> and that don't mean you can't listen to somebody else preach for the record. What I am saying is we should have a hunger, though, for the sincere milk of the word. I'm almost done. A love for application. All right. Say cool would say this. Talk about it and be about it. Talk about it and be about it. This is the year where we got to leave the round table of ideals and go and implement what God told us to do. Number three, if you're going to live in the kingdom, somebody say it's not just about me. It's not just about me. If you're going to live in the kingdom, you have to have a genuine love for people. Love for people. Come with me to Mark 12 and 30 through 31. And I'm done. Love for people. If you think God is blessing you just so that you can build a colossal house and forget everybody, you've missed the kingdom message. He gives bread to the eater, so he has no problem with you if you can afford it building a colossal house. If that's what you enjoy, build it. And you can afford it, praise the Lord. But God bless you so that you could also love and help somebody else. Come with me to Mark chapter 12, verse 30 through 31. Get this. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. What does he say? Because this guy asked him, he said, what's the first of all commandments? Verse 29. What's the most important ones? Then he says, love God, you know, is one Lord. But then he says, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with what? All your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. This is the first commandment. But then he said number two. And whenever Jesus is preaching now, remember, he's preaching the kingdom. So number two is, and the second is just like it. Just like the first. Namely this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is none other commandment greater than these. I am blessing you. Okay, come, Genesis 12. Come on. Come on. I am blessing you so you can make a difference. I'm putting you in the kingdom so you can get others in the kingdom. Not only through evangelism, but see, watch this. Whenever you get a prostitute born again, you got to give her a job. You just dethroned her off of $500 a night. Y'all not liking that now. You put a drug dealer out of business and get him born again, he don't have no MBA. He got an MBA on the streets, and he's smarter than most MBAs, but now you're going to have to help him work the kingdom system because if you don't help him work the kingdom system, he's going to go back to the system that he knows works. You got me born again off of $1,000 a day. Seriously. Cold cash money. Now you get me born again. Don't come get me born again telling me that life ain't better on this side with Jesus. 
Now, I didn't get born again just to get money and just to have, but you got to help me work. Yup, most importantly, my soul is saved, but you got to help me work this new system because I don't know how to do it. And for the record, church, for where God has taken us, you might have some fellas walk in with both ears pierced. You have to throw them in men's fellowship and help them work the new system. They got their ears pierced a few Sundays, but if they work God's system, it'll come out. Yeah, they got some tattoos. Man, I'm going there now. They came up with them tattoos. They didn't read Leviticus where it said, don't get them. But they came in with them, but you got them cleansed and born again. And my God, they started working God's system. Come on, church. And see, I'm helping my little church because I know some of you now. I know some of you. And I told my career ministry this this week, we got to be careful to, you know, what fish do when you put food in the tank. They be like, this is our food. And if you put a new fish in there with them, watch out. Because they're taking a portion of the crop. No, you got to open that tank up. Because you are blessed to help somebody else. Three minutes and 30 seconds. Come on. Come with me to Genesis 12. Somebody say, I'm working the kingdom. And what is the kingdom for definition purposes? God's way of doing things. God's system. That's what the kingdom is. You got to love people. And now the Lord has said unto Abraham, get thee out of that country and from that kindred and from that father's house unto a land that I will show you. And I will make thee a great kingdom, great nation. And I will bless thee and I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I'll make your name great and you will be a blessing. I'm going to make you a nation, but I'm going to make your name great, but I'm making you great so you can be a blessing. Let me break this down for you. Many of you have been blessed and promoted and favored because of working the systems over the next of a few years of this church. You'll hear it next Sunday in, in the economic teaching. But watch this. One of the main reasons why God gave you that six-figure salary is so that you can make his mission go. That's the main reason, church. I'm telling you what I know and what I do. The main reason why God has blessed me and will continue to bless me financially is so that I can make whatever one of his systems work. That's it. That's his system. I get, no, okay, Gabe, you know what, I, I need $2,500. Okay. There's an abortion clinic in Raleigh, and we did this. Abortion clinic in Raleigh, and I want to support it to stay open. I want you to send them $2,000. Okay. Ain't no, well, I just, you know. Well, I'm just not. Well, just no second. Because see, all that second guessing when God tell you to do something, you know what he'll say? Never mind, I got another vessel. And in the meantime, let me dry up what I've blessed you with. Since you, you're so smart. Let me dry the reservoir up because David was right. And remember, David was a rich king when David said, David said, all things come of thee, O Lord, and of thine own have we given thee. Lord, when I give you something, whether it be my time, talent, or treasure, I am only giving you what you gave me. What are we talking about? It ain't yours anyway. 
I know you work at the great big bank on top of the hill and you're so gainfully employed, but baby, let the stock market in this world system crash. Let it go down. Who you work for then? Some people trust in horses. Some people trust in chariots. But I'll put my trust on the Lord. You can trust, and I'm helping somebody this morning. You can trust this world's kingdom all day long, baby. But every part of Gabe Rogers' trust is going in the Lord. <laughs> God Almighty. Everything about me, Melvin, for the rest of my life is going to be God first. Lord, what's your kingdom? What, what did you say do? It's not just money. What did you say do concerning my children? You know? I'm not just putting them in some Montessori school somewhere where they don't celebrate my faith. That's not the kingdom. Guys, stop the tape so we don't go over. I'm 